What if everything you owned was stripped away? Your house, your car, your clothes, your possessions, your gadgets and your money. What if you were left with only the clothes that you stand in? What if you had no friends, loved ones to turn to for help? What would you choose to do in this situation? What action would you take to work your way out of this lonely and desperate predicament? Now, although the scenario that I paint here is an unlikely one for most people, it is a predicament that makes you think about the life skills you have now and the ones that you would need to have the power to support you through such difficult life circumstances. If you had nothing and you had to start again from scratch, with only the knowledge in your head and your bodily skills as your resources, what is the best and most useful knowledge that you could have? This podcast is about the essential knowledge and life skills that can make a difference between a positive, happy life and a challenging and a discontent one. Let's delve a little deeper into the subject and gain a better perspective on the importance and the relevance of the interpersonal skills and the essential knowledge that can change your life. Nowadays, there's a growing move towards people focusing on the importance of the spiritual and the psychological over the materialistic life. As I'm sure you would know, many people develop an infatuation with material possessions, and some of the symbols of status that they feel create a positive perception amongst other human beings. Some people really do allow their life and their day-to-day actions and motivations to be totally dominated by the physical items outside of our body. I'm talking about the type of clothes they choose, their hairstyle, their facial and bodily appearance, and whether they let that appear naturally the type of car people drive, the house, and even the way the partner they choose to spend their life with physically appears in an overly conscious choice. We most definitely live in a world where physical appearance and physical items have become an obsession in the minds of a significant number of people. Now, listen, of course, there's nothing wrong with taking a personal pride in one's appearance. But do we think that a total infatuation with vanity is healthy? I can understand why some people are body and image conscious, but I've never felt an obsession with why this is healthy, never understood why this is actually ultimately healthy. Thankfully in life, not everyone sees life in the materialistic and the physical superficial way. I'm certainly not looking to criticise that philosophy of living. Over the years, certainly when I was younger, there's been times myself when I've focused on what I've learned to be are the less important aspects of life. I now challenge myself and ask open-minded people to consider if materialism, status symbols, physical appearance and job titles really are worthy of such an importance rating. Are they the aspects of life that really and truly matter the most. I think many of us really enjoy some of the physical aspects of life outside of our body and being swayed by the way something appears. I'll confess it does feel good to drive a smooth, powerful and comfortable car. It feels nice to wear quality tailored clothes that fit well and feel good on the skin. 
we've perhaps all had the feeling in our younger years when our physical appearance, this is a long time ago for me, has attracted a stranger and we know how good that feels. We've all attached a level of importance to the job roles that we can win, the impressive job titles, our business achievements and of course the fat paycheck. The truth is that too many people now reach their late 30s and some of their life motivations and their life philosophy begin to change dramatically. They become aware that our most precious asset of time is diminishing. We wake up to the reality that our precious time, our health and that of our loved ones should really be ranked at number one and two in terms of focus and importance in this world. There comes a time when many people begin to favour experience over physical possessions. We enjoy the long sunny days that seem to last forever and we crave a better work and life balance. Some people go a step further and choose a method of living that supports this work-life balance. They sell their oversized city, townhouse and move into the country to build a wooden house, to live in nature, to feed off the land, to live off-grid as they call it, to rise at 5am in the morning and enjoy long days in nature and that feeling of being connected to the earth. Conversely, some people naturally never reach this point in their lives and the hamster wheel pursuit of the material stuff carries on for their entire lifetime. Many such people suffer a life of discontentment and sadly, when their time comes to pass at the end of their days, these people are full of regret for what they didn't do, the experiences they didn't have and the places that they didn't see. I think many people get to the point in life where they build what appears to be like strong life foundations. The really nice house with nice things in it, the shiny car on the drive and enough money and what they feel social status to feel good and to enjoy respect. I think we've all flirted with the fear of losing everything physical or the perception of losing everything. And this brings me on to the core focus of this podcast. As I sat enjoying a solo 7am drink outside a London cafe after my morning walk some months ago, my mind turned to providing for my young family and what I needed to do in order to make sure that they had a future and a happy and fulfilled life. I'm sure we all have moments when we start to think about the future. As I pondered this, I saw a homeless man. He was sat by the entrance to a Tesco Express supermarket. I watched his body language as countless people walked past him on their way to work. I observed him holding a sad face, and I saw only one person from at least a few hundred people passing by who actually stopped to give him money. My mind switched to what I would do if I lost all of my material possessions, my home, my savings, my gadgets, my friends, my family. I sat about thinking what I would do if I had next to nothing beyond some clothes and shoes like this man sat in the Tesco Express entrance. What would I do if I was thrust into his shoes? As I thought deeper, I wondered how I would survive and take myself from a position of homelessness and poverty to one of stability. What if I had no friends and family to call on? What skills would I need to develop, nurture and demonstrate to transform my life? I sat in the cafe in my morning relaxed gear, my walking gear, what I call my uniform, 
black t-shirt, shorts, training shoes and a black baseball cap. All unbranded, my uniform, my walking gear. I had £17 in my shorts pocket and this was the remains of the £20 that I'd stuffed into my pocket as I left my rented apartment. £3 of it had been taken up on an oat milk decaffeinated latte. I know you're going to laugh at that. With my mind now wandering into survival mode, I pondered how far this money would go if it's all I had left. What would £17 buy me in food terms? And as you might imagine, it was a scary thought. As I considered this, I quickly began to consider what I would need outside of the physical aspects. And I realised progress was all about knowledge and life skills and emotional intelligence. General life knowledge and intelligence came out at the top of my mental list of essential tools. For example, if I knew how to walk through the woods and the fields and identify edible plants, I'd have a chance of survival. If I know how to make tools to build a shelter, if I know how to light a warming protective fire that could boil water so it was safe to drink, this would be something. After all, this is how life once was in the prehistoric days. Man made even the most basic of life tools. It's hard to reconcile that now man can make an electronic car that can achieve a range of nearly 400 miles and speeds of 60 mile an hour in less than three seconds and all from raw materials found on this earth. I thought deeper about what skills a man or a woman stripped bare of all their possessions, of all their family and friends would need in order to survive and to build a positive life. I thought about the bushcraft video makers that I enjoy watching on YouTube. They like to put themselves in a survival situation where they only have the most modest of equipment, but that equipment is crucial to them. This equipment's usually a strong knife, an axe, a rope and a pan to cook and boil water in. Without these items to sew up dead trees for firewood and to build shelters, their experience of survival would be very different. I began to make a list on my smartphone. What are the most important and useful life skills, I asked myself. And this is what made my list. I'm literally reading now from the list on my smartphone. General life knowledge of wild foods and basic survival. The importance of a warm and genuine smile. Knowledge of language, specifically respectful words that encourage and engage people. Eye contact that shows you are genuinely interested in other people. Carrying your body with respect. What I mean by that is respectful body language, non-arrogant body language. Life knowledge in general. About being calm and balanced in those challenging life situations. Optimism. Carrying yourself with positivity so that people want to be around you. What I've learned is that if you're an optimistic person, a positive person, you will naturally attract friends. The desire to add to your knowledge, your fitness, your health. Some people call this a growth mindset. Determination to achieve your goals, whatever they are. That might be to travel the world. The skill to talk to people. And very importantly, to listen to them with interest. Someone once said that we have two ears and one mouth and we should use them in moderation. The desire to help others and to show random acts of kindness. And that's where I got to on my list. Now, some of these aspects are what I would call attitudinal. Others are physical actions and habits and attitudes. But they're all truly precious life skills 
and the platform of the life that we need to build. How much do you focus on your interpersonal skills and how you engage with the people in your life and especially some of the strangers that you come into contact with every day of the week? Can you think of scenarios where you've met strangers and just through conversation you've created an opportunity, a friendship, possibly even a business opportunity? And as I sat and reflected on my life, I can think of countless occasions when that's the case. So what skills do you think will be most important for you to develop if you lost everything and had to start again? You've been listening to David Lilly. I'm the creator of the Thelcom Formula and the author of the book, The Ingredients for a Great Life, which is up and coming. Thank you for taking time for listening to my philosophical podcast this morning. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, why not share it with people that you think would appreciate it? Thank you.